Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the creator and artist within the art book, Art of Rob, currently on Kickstarter, Robert Liu Trujillo. Welcome, Rob. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Outside my introduction, who is Rob Liu Trujillo, and what are you about? Yeah, so my name is Robert, and I'm an uh, illustrator from Oakland, California. Uh, I started off my artwork career in uh, graffiti just as a kid, uh, moved on to studying illustration, and um, when I was in my early 20s, founded something called the Trust Your Struggle Collective with uh, several other members, um, Trust Your Struggle Collective, and that was basically an, an, a muralist um, workshop, gallery exhibition, uh, collective of artists who believed in social justice ideals. And this is 2003. And through that, we, you know, we traveled across the US, traveled across the world doing uh, workshops, gallery shows, and large scale murals for um, campaigns, social justice issues, um, talking about issues of the time. And um, when I was really, in my early 20s, I also became a father and that kind of got me into wanting to do uh, kids books. And so I became an illustrator first and uh, kind of dove into that field, learning as much as I possibly could about storytelling. And that meant reading lots of kids books, lots of comics, uh, looking at storytelling from the angle of books and film. And um, around 2013, I started to um, I started my career in uh, the children's book world as an illustrator and then uh, as an author. And so since then, I've done about eight books and I work as a freelance illustrator doing artwork for nonprofits, uh, schools, small organizations, individuals, corporations. Um, I do lots of work in the visual arts, but I would say I'm a multidisciplinary artist. Okay, and what is Art of Rob about? Yeah, Art of Rob is, so um, I, as I mentioned, I work in, in kids books and one of the funnest things that I get to do is to go to a, a classroom or a library and read to children face to face um, and get their reactions. And what I love doing in addition to reading to them is to show them my process. And so I'll bring in uh, paintings and drawings from the book that I do because a lot of it is done uh, traditionally with uh, watercolor or gouache, uh, things of that nature. And they love seeing that. And then I will also bring my sketchbook. Um, ever since I was a kid, I've kept a sketchbook with, you know, characters, lettering, drawing, all types of different things. And so um, I keep one to this day. And often when I'm working on a book or a project, I have lots of drawings and paintings where I'm just I'm just playing and testing it out. And the kids really enjoyed seeing that. Um, you know, I'll show them a couple of pages from the sketchbook and I thought, um, it would be really great to make a book with some of that artwork that they can take home and, um, you know, they can check it out from the library or they can, you know, have it at home <laughs> or in their classroom. So that's what made me want to do a, um, an art book. And the, the name of the book is Art of Rob and it has character designs, uh, lettering, um, sketches, lots of things from my sketchbook so they can kind of see, you know, here's the inner workings of, of an artist. And, you know, there's lots of people out there making art books like um, Cleo Chang, uh, she works in animation, Sanford Green works in um, comics world, uh, LaShawn Thomas who you know has done a lot of animation stuff has an art book, like there's a bunch of different art books and I just wanna kind of add to that. Okay, you mentioned that, um, that you, you deal with a lot of social justice, your art deals with a lot of social justice. Um, I, I, I want to say that, how can I say this without making it about myself? Um, I, I've mentioned to you that I'm an urban fantasy writer and 
what started my book series um, was the Freddie Gray riots here in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And the my story was originally, it was very angry. I had a lot of rage, um, a lot of frustration. It was a lot more violent. It was a lot more, I would say violent physically and verbally in the beginning. But then like, you know, I've had people look over it and they told me to, to bring it back some, to tone it down a lot. Yeah. So how how can you how I say how do you what advice can you give other artists who want to I guess show their frustration and show their rage through their artwork you know as I've tried to do but in a way that I guess can be more digestible for people or should it even be digestible for other people can it just be raw and angry as it is that's a great question. Um, so in my career of doing illustration, murals, books, I would say one of the most powerful things is to show people um, a very human story, like, and a very specific human story. The more specific, the better, because, you know, all people go through pain and heartbreak and frustration and a rage, as you said, and to really explore an individual or a group of individuals' story you know, what led them, you know, to, to have that feeling, like showing the contrast of their everyday life and what it was like, and then what leads them to feel that rage um, is something anyone can relate to. And I think um, it's very, um, it's very easy to show, you know, what's, what's happening and respond to or react to what is uh, wrong in the world. Um, and I think we should, because some people are just not paying attention to it enough. But I think it's also important to paint the world, whether it be with images or words, paint the the image that we want to see um, and tell a story that we want to hear. Um, And that may mean uh, making an outcome that hasn't happened yet or, you know, making a world that isn't yet visible. Um, I think that's really important. But when it comes to storytelling, I think, you know, especially with writing, three act structure is really important. Knowing the structure of writing, I mean, writing and telling stories, whether it be in animation or in books is really difficult. It's a craft, it's an art. It's like, you know, if you wanted to be a a professional boxer, you'd have to do a whole lot of training to get to the level of, uh, you know, someone who's a top contender today. And it's the same with writing and uh, illustrating. It takes a lot of training, a lot of reading. So I I would say find books um, or stories that relate to what you really love and study them and like uh, break them down and like reverse engineer them. Like, how did they do that? Um, And then you'll be able to do something that's both satisfying creatively to you, but also grabbing attention, grabbing to the reader or the viewer or whatever. Oh yeah. That's, that's great advice. Cause I I try to, I try to read other stories that are um, what I'm interested in or what I'm interested in writing, but then I don't want to feel like I'm copying them as well. So I guess that makes us, I mean, you might just have to try to copy it down, not word for word or anything like that, but maybe a similar scene and then take out what doesn't work and put in what does work and maybe change it up a little bit. Because, I mean, things, I mean, nowadays, a lot of things are not really original anyway. I mean, every the stories are all this, you know, what's the guy's name? The heroes, I forgot his name, but the hero story is the same since forever yeah yeah yeah. the hero's journey is the same since forever and you know having a trio of people traveling together versus a quartet or like the they're by themselves and then they have other people to come with them i mean that's not really original but 
I don't really see the issue of following along with other people and reading along to their stories of, as well that relate to yours. Just try, try to get an idea of where you want to go and what you really want to do with your story. So, yeah, what you say makes a lot more sense than how I can explain it to people. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it, it is important to copy other people's work in the beginning, because how, how else would you know? Like this is you, you learn the rules so you can you know, follow them and then you learn them to the point where you can break them and you be like, this is not what traditionally is done, but I'm going to do it. And, and other people might question you, you'd be like, yeah, but I, I do know the rule, but I'm, I'm intentionally trying to break it. So I think it is important to copy at the beginning and no matter what you do, like you as an individual are unique. So you're going to put a different spin on it no matter what you do, even if you do copy it. Okay, can you elaborate more on the creative process as far as curating for Art of Rob, like picking which ones, which pieces of work that you've done to put in the book? I mean, there's 100 pages, there's tons of character designs, there's short stories in here as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the lettering and, and paintings as well. So was there any like issue or conf like, um, I want to say issue, I want to say, I guess, was, was there any issues with trying to pick what to put in the book? Because there's 100 pages and there's tons of stuff in there. But yeah. some stuff, I guess you had to, you know, tone it, not tone it down, but like only select a few of them to put in there. Like, how was it picking them? Well, it's, it's difficult because, um, like I said, I, I keep sketchbooks and I've kept them for decades. So for this book, I tried it to narrow it down between the last five or six years. That was one thing. Um, so only work between that time frame. The other thing was to just go through and try to pick what I thought was the best out of each one of those categories. And a reason why I chose several categories, as you mentioned, like this, the characters and the stories was to show, um, uh, I like to do different types of drawing and artwork and to kind of show that diversity of drawing, like not just one uh, focus, but several. They're all relative and they're all related um, because of my style, but also because of you know my interest, whether that be in, you know, having more people of color in stories or, you know, interest in analog music or something, you know, like they're, they're all, they're, there's a through line between them, I would say. Okay. Art of Rob appears to be like a solo project. Pretty much this is all of your work in yeah. one area, but how has your experience been working with collaborators throughout all of the mediums you've worked in? Oh, working with collaborators is great. I think, um, that working with other people who are creative is the best way to learn how to get better because steel sharpens steel. You work with other people who are really good at what they do. Um, it forces you to not only uh, improve your work, but to try new ideas and to try things that you wouldn't have other, otherwise thought of because you're seeing, oh, that's how that person does it. Um, I have that experience working in, you know, in my artist collective and working in the kids book world. So it's, it's really important to try to work not only with other people, but I think if you're really invested in your medium or genre, I think it will uplift the medium or genre just by forming a community who really loves it and believes in it because you can help other people coming up who may not have had the same access to you know, knowledge or you can just elevate you know, the art form, whatever that may be. Okay, what advice would you offer to other artists you wish someone would have told you when you first started? So it can be, when you first started out in graffiti, when you first started out in um, channeling social justice through your artwork, it can be um, how to how you juggle uh, creating your art 
and being a father? You know, you wish somebody would have gave you this advice when you first started. Um, well, one thing I would say is really important is to know your the business and to know your finances. And that's something that they don't often teach in art school or sometimes even with, with homies, like uh, fellow uh, other people that you work with don't always talk about it. But it, I think it's really important to uh, keep track of all the money you make, um, keep track of all the money you spend. Um, think of a budget, you know, of, you know, to give yourself um, and to save to save money is really important. So that way, you know, you can take gigs that will pay you money and allow you to do your personal work. But the more you understand, you know, where your money's coming from and you can have a better understanding of how to pivot, how to, how to make money so that you can have more of your own time to yourself, whether that be just to chill or to create. Um, so I think money management and like having finances or understanding of that is really important. I think uh, mentorship is really important. So seeking out um, people who are older in the, the field and just asking for advice. You know, like you don't have to take an art class. You could really just shadow someone who's really experienced in your field. Um, I think that it's also really important to um, take time off, like to just unplug from the screen or from uh, making art. Like it's important just to go live life. like you know, go have a relationship, go eat some good food, go exercise, like do other things um, and live life so that you have experiences to pull from when you want to create. Um, there's probably more, but those are the ones I can think of now. Yeah, recently, like I, we spoke before, I had to take a break from doing the movie Mondays because I just wasn't really feeling it. It was becoming a chore. So that's one thing I also tell people who are, they feel like they're frustrated or they're stagnant and whatever it is they're trying to do. It's just to kind of just, do what you want to do. And if you can't do it, just walk away from it. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with walking away from it. I've been having a lot of conversations with creators recently who are starting a Kickstarter for a project they started 20 years ago. And it mm. may have failed 20 years ago. And now they're starting back up again because they gained all that experience. They've lived their life. You know, they weren't as obsessed over it anymore. And they're looking at it now refresh us even though this is their work it's kind of like brand new and they're starting all over again but yeah. now the only difference is, is that they've lived all that experience and now they can bring it into the work that they didn't have in the beginning that's probably why it failed more than likely yeah i agree all right well my last question for you rob is what is your idea of success i ask that because as creators if we're not getting regular paychecks from our full-time jobs or making consistent revenue from our art were considered failures. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on the back burner or give them up altogether because this career can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is your idea of quote unquote success? Um, I think first and foremost, mental and physical health, um, like having really good mental and physical health is really success. So if you feel good, um, that's important. You know, like uh, you could be making the best artwork in the world, but if you feel like crap, you know, it, it doesn't mean that much. So I think that's really important. Um, I think um, having some ownership, you know, like uh, whether it be your IP or your or your book or your um, your story, like it's okay to work with companies, but to do a little bit of both, like work with other people um, and own some of your, your work. And I think, um, having some control and say over your time. Um, so, you know, you may have to grind for a while, but eventually getting to a point where you can take time to do your work and take time off, I think is a, a measure of success. 
All right. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to push for Art of Rob? Maybe discuss rewards for potential backers? Yeah. So uh, uh, as uh, we've been talking about, Art of Rob is a, a book of art and it has a bunch of sketches and drawings and paintings in it. And it's meant for, I would say, students in elementary school up until junior high. But really, I mean, it could be for anyone, but I, I would say that's been my main focus. Um, it, it just reached its goal. So I'm really happy about that um, within, I, I would say, three days. And so pretty soon I'm going to talk about some stretch goals just um, and that will be things like uh, stickers, bookmarks, cool stuff for that what kids would like. And um, I think another goal will be to add more artwork to it. And so initially I condensed the amount of artwork in it and this time I'm going to open it up a little bit and see if we can include more. And yeah, I would just say, um, you know, please help me by backing it or, or spreading the word or even just checking it out would be really helpful. Is there any way for backers to get signed copies? Is that going to be, is that a part of it as well? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't put that in the, the, the tiers, but I think once the campaign is ended, I will send out a message saying, you know, if you want your copy signed, just, just let me know. Um, right now, it's about like 119 backers. So that's pretty manageable uh, for, in terms of signatures. If there was like 5,000, I'd be like, okay, all right, I got to chill on this. <laughs> the signing but um yeah this is not too bad i can i can handle that okay well again i want to thank the creator and artist within the art book art of rob currently on kickstarter robert liu trujillo got it yeah i highly recommend our listeners to give the kickstarter a look share and are back if they can all of rob's socials and website will be listed in this episode's details alongside the kickstarter link Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdberg Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.